recorded yesterday with Phoebe, so I'm like very... Yeah, completely just like absolutely on it. Yeah. Oh, I see. A, a private recording without me, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> yeah we, did, right. we did. A, uh, we, were think, we were thinking about inviting you, and then we were just like, actually, no, yeah. should we just... Uh, the secret... Should we just, should we just not there's the, the, the secret the bagel bonus. discussion. Yeah. Milo <laughs> list of talk, our, the domain, which we, is... Uh, we yeah. talked about hmm. Scott Adams for over an hour. You know what's, uh, Phoebe, you know what's incredible? Oh, wow. Is uh, right before I came on... 10k yesterday i got invited by another podcast to come on and talk about scott adams also and i was like i can't do it twice in a week i cannot and then i went i went i went out last night and while i was out i got an email from the washington post (laughs) asking me about scott adams no so i gave i gave a little i mean it's uh some like cop a guy that does like the arts and whatever section has like a comic uh, column and he Mm. he's asked me for quotes before about other stuff but i definitely was like yes i'm absolutely talking about scott adams I'm like developing a professional reputation as a Scott Adams watcher, as, as a Scott as a Scott Adams mm. expert. Mm. I think. Despite being blocked by the watcher. man, you're a Scott Adams talking head. That's right. Yeah. I want to go, on... go on CNN, and they're like, "What is the situation with Scott Adams?" <laughs> and you're to... like, "Well, Wolf, it's a fast moving picture." <laughs> they got to put me on the board where you can like swipe around, and I'm like, I just have a big picture of Dilbert that I'm zooming in on and pointing to various parts of him. <laughs> You're standing like outside do. in the wind in front of Scott <laughs> Adams's house. Dilbert's flying at his me. Dilbert, yeah. His Dilbert-shaped house. <laughs> <laughs> like Dilbert bombs going yeah. on from the background. There is, his house mm. is Dilbert-shaped. As yeah, no, no, no. As, you can, as, as you can as, hear, as there's as no sign of a ceasefire outside <laughs> Scott Adams's house. Uh, Dilbert, it remains bloodthirsty. He's ravaging the house looking for Dogbert. Scott <laughs> Adams is trying to broker a truce, but so far there's been limited success. I've been trying to get through to Scott Adams, uh, but the situation has become quite grave. There are hopes that Irish peacekeepers will be able to break through (laughs) to secure humanitarian aid for uh, innocent bystanders such as the boss and the woman with the pointy hair. Her name is Alice. God. Alice, yeah. Misogyny. You don't remember... You remember remember the boss's name? The boss. (laughs) You can't remember Alice's (laughs) Yeah, well, he was the prequel to The Boss Baby, The Boss Boss. The Boss Boss. The, you could do the whole mm. thing like they have on, you know, when they have on election night when there's sort of really nothing to say. <laughs> oh, yeah. So they just have to kind of come up with They're vamping, <laughs> just like so, mm. m- like just so many different kinds of of graphics mm-hmm. to present identical information. So you could have that. So it's like you in front of like a like a pie chart or a bar graph, and it's all just mm. little Scott Adams faces. Oh, I'm thinking it's a, like a sort of mm. empty outline of Dilbert and it's being filled up until it reaches 100% of yeah, Dilbert. Yeah, yeah, no, 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 you could definitely do that. Mm. You could have like, um, you could have like a kind of swingometer um, with like Scott Adams on one side and the Garfield guy, what's his name? Davis. Jim Davis, the, on the, on yeah, the other yeah, yeah. side and then we can see which way, <laughs> like which way the arrow is. And then, and then you've got the bellwether states uh-huh. and like yeah. it's really, really important like whether they go Garfield or Dilbert. Will Iowa swing for Dilbert? Yeah. Will Iowa swing for Dilbert? Shall we? You know, if all those people in Florida had not voted for Foxtrot, we wouldn't have had Trump for president. Yeah. Well, it was the Supreme Court wanted Garfield to win. So if you if you haven't heard President Garfield, back to you, episode the episode of Ten Thousand Posts, where we discuss Scott Adams for an hour and a half. I do I do suggest you you check it out. If you would like to become Adams pilled. Yes. Yeah. They, uh, wanna, become a member of the Scott Matty, Adams Defense League that we all joined. <laughs> if you want to hear mm. Matty uh, Dilbert moding, mm. then, um, then I Dilbert strongly suggest Dilbert, yeah. Dilbert, Dilbert Maxing. Yeah. Dilbert Maxing is where you get your tie to go like that. <laughs> yeah. 
That's right. You put it like a coat hanger. You know, canonically, so when he had sex, it end. became flat. <laughs> canonically, yeah. Really? Mm-hmm. He wrote. Uh, someone true? asked to a reader, like Scott, has uh, Dilbert ever fucked? And Scott was like, "Hey, man, when his tie is flat, then you know that he is fucked." Um, wow. And when uh, arc shortly afterwards, he went on a date and he came back and his tie was flat. And the next strip, this was in a book that I read as a child. Oh wow! What a slag! Yeah. First date. Dilbert, <laughs> you little slut. You little, you little hoe. Mm, yeah. Sh- sh- yeah, shall we? Which in- position sh- should they do? Shall d- we? Dilbert, Fuck me, Dogbert style. Anyway, um, I, I, hello and welcome to Masters of Our Domain, the podcast which is allegedly about the hit 90s sitcom Seinfeld, but is often, in fact, about the hit 90s comic strip Dilbert. I'm Milo Edwards, someone who's never seen Seinfeld, but I very much have read The Dilbert Principle, and I am joined by my co-host Phoebe Roy. Hello. That is all she ever says. And this week, as you may have heard, we are joined all the way from across the pond by uh, Dilbert expert, (laughs) Matty Lebchansky. By satellite uplink, yeah. That's right. Yeah, by by (laughs) Elon Musk Starlink. Hey, guys. Hey. Yeah, yeah. Hey, what's up? Matty coming at us live, reporting from Scott Adams' house in Gaza. Uh, Fuck me! I you said, yeah, I thought you said Garza for a second, but that's where Jim Davis lives. Is Garza? Garza. There's been fierce fighting outside Jim Davis's house here in Garza. <laughs> there is no. lasagna everywhere. What episode are we doing, Milo? <laughs> just a man who's unharmed, but is covered in lasagna in a way such that it looks gory and is yeah. just screaming. This is the third podcast I've appeared in a row and just completely derailed already what we're supposed <laughs> to be talking about. Yeah. yeah. Um, what episode are we talking about? It's, um, it's season seven, episode six? Seven. Seven. Seven, seven. Never forget. Um, and... Uh, <laughs> um, uh, The episode is The Secret Code And we developed our own secret code on this show For making each other laugh Yeah, that's right And and what an episode it is Yeah, I I really like it Uh, you You thought it was odd I did think it was odd I mean, don't get me wrong There were bits of it that I really enjoyed I just thought the overall plot was just strange. I, I think I honestly think it's a, it, it's a kind of an incredible example of the way that Seinfeld will collapse in on itself, especially in this era of show mm. where it's like it's the, the colliding of the plots into each other is particularly funny. And this one, I think, I think. Yeah, yeah, I completely agree. Mm. Yeah, I completely agree. We've got some good Elaine in this. Episode. I, think, I think we've got some really good character development all around. I think everything that happens in this in this episode is just so sublimely uh, correct with the characters mm. as they have been established. Yeah. yeah. Everyone's got that. a good storyline. I love sublime correctness. You've got a really good cameo in this one from Louis Arquette, mm. isn't it? As Leapin' Larry? Oh! Like father of David Patricia at all. Yay! Uh, he's also the the the, 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 the Nepo daddy, a rare yeah, occurrence of the Nepo daddy. He is mm. himself a Nepo baby, I think. I think his grandfather was, was a, was like a, a I think, oh. or the, his father yeah, was his also. nephew is he? Sorry? Whose nephew is he? I don't know. Well, did, we have the, I, I was joking that before, remember, about how it's only really nepotism if you're someone's nephew. Oh, yeah. Nepotism. It's all people with connected uncles. Yeah. No, that's when you have something wrong with your kidney, nepotism. <laughs> Who's your uncle? Uh, yeah, Louis Arquette oh, yeah, also the, the narrator from Waiting for Guffman in the play. The Roman, the Roman god oh. Neptune. 
the god of nephews. Yep. <laughs> yep. Yep. Yeah, no, no, I'm done. People I used to throw their nephews else. into the ocean as a sacrifice. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's right. Off to Tarpeian Rock. Yeah. We're all, hey, listen, pal, we're all somebody's nephew. It's, speak for yourself. Mm. Not everyone. Not everyone. Yeah, what if, it's, what yeah if, what, it's just most people, isn't it? It's not, it's not everyone. Some people, not are, some people everyone. are nieces. And some people's parents don't have siblings. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Milo. Yeah. Come on. Well, that was what I was thinking of. <laughs> I was kind of including nieces in that as like a part of the broad category of nephew type entities. Um, but a niece and a nephew are a different thing, as I'm sure you're aware. <laughs> <laughs> or do we have to have a uh, do we have to have a serious conversation? No, or, I don't. Of, I don't of, see like, gender. Personally. Um, uh, so just every so everyone's a man. Yeah. As far as you're concerned. No, everyone's a nephew. Everyone's a nephew. Okay, Which I fine. consider to be a non-gender. Yeah, is, that the, is, this the, is this Plato or Socrates, the one that was like, there's men and there's in, upside, and down, upside, upside down men? Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's right. Yeah. Nephi- men and nephews. Nephews to men, one of my favorite bands. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Well, Bob's your nephew, as I always say. That, that is right, he is. Bob's your nephew. <laughs> so uh, you've got a very nascent idea. It's not yet fully formed. Not old enough to become an uncle. Oh, yeah, oh yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah. It could so be for a nephew. minute, for a minute, I was like, "Is this is this a really, really abstruse pun?" Which no. I'm sort of waiting to waiting to have illuminated for me. But no, stay it's tuned not. after the episode to learn what that joke was about. That is right. Yeah, we'll be in the bonus on the hundred dollar tier of the <laughs> Patreon where we discuss in great detail whose nephews people are. Yeah. A nephew is an uncle waiting to bloom. That's right. Uh, a nephew is an uncle waiting to hatch. Yet. Um, <laughs> Yeah, oh, that's yeah. nice. That's nice. That's cute. I like that. <laughs> I just I like have that. a nephew yet. Yeah, anyway. Um, oh, thanks. A fucking bundle. That's going to be in my head for the rest of forever. <laughs> God, God damn you. God damn you to hell. <laughs> Michael Bublé is singing about his beautiful nephews. <laughs> there aren't really any songs about nephews, which I no. think is a shame. Yeah. Um, uh, Cat Stevens's ne- nephew and uncle. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Oh, every yeah. song by the band LMFAO is about nephews and uncles because they are yeah, they true. are a nephew yeah. and uncle. Yeah, that that that's right. Mm. That's true. Uh, Luther Vandross dance with my uncle again. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Would have a slightly different tone. What, what's the Luther Vandross song? Dance with my father again. Right, I see. Really okay. terrible song. Nephew figure. George yeah. Michael. Yeah, yeah, very good. Yeah, 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 yeah. I can be uh, your nephew uh, figure. Yeah. Uh, nephew, don't preach. Huh? No. Madonna classic. Uh-huh. Well, I feel like more anal- analogistically, that would be Uncle Don't Preach. Mm. Mm. I thought we were just replacing everything with nephews. No, I, I was thought it was Uncle I or it was nephew as, as, as basic as that. Yeah. Right? Okay. I, I was doing a slightly more subtle. <laughs> yeah, but but you but with with Van Dross one. It's crafting his narrative here. Mm. Um, yeah, you said that the that in the Luther Van Dross song, you yeah. were replacing father with nephew. No, so, I, I said no. I said dance with my uncle again. Oh, you, you did just say dance listening. with my uncle. Okay, yeah, that's yeah. right. That's because I was too confused because I, I'm not familiar with the song "Dance with My Father" again. Yeah, um, I see. A, a really bad song, actually. I'm just going to put my marker down on that. Really, really chintzy and awful. Oh my! Actually, no. We have had this identical conversation. Now I remember about how you hated the song, and I said I never heard it, and you played it to me, and I said, "Yeah, I've never heard that." Yeah, it's surprising because <laughs> it's it's one of those songs they play on the radio a lot. I've also never heard but it. As- but, but as what? as long time listeners as to an the American, show I'm are particularly aware, surprised. I don't really listen to a lot of Luther Vandross. No. I just I, I never, never heard it so many times. I never listened to the radio. Remember, 
Yeah, yeah, I never I listened only, to the radio. Yeah, I only listened. I've only ever listened to it under duress, i.e., when it's come on on Magic FM, and I'm too tired to change the station. Mm. Under Vandress. Under Vandress. There, that's right. Um, <laughs> that's when I, they force you to listen to. I Luther vividly Vandress. remember once being in the car <laughs> with my girlfriend. It was like uh, maybe like about two months after I, my dad had died, and that song came on in the car. And then she was like, "Ah, oh, do you want to?" you want to turn it over and i was like no it's a terrible like i do want to turn it over but not for that reason like it's not it's such a bad song it's not gonna like make me emotional um it's so funny if like if dance with my father again is the song that makes you emotional about your dead father that's i don't know it's i'm trying to think of what even the analogy would be it'd be like being like being touched every time you see Ronald McDonald and the Hamburglar holding hands right, because, like it's an emotional reaction to such an insipid thing because my dad went to jail for stealing hamburgers yeah yeah that's right exactly yeah just whenever he looks after grimace i just i miss my own father you know well one of one of my uncles actually was a uh, was a clown that turned children into hamburgers so I actually find that quite upsetting. But boy, did he do it quickly. Yeah. He, did you know? do, he did do and it quickly. It did quickly. not cost nine dollars. He's always going to those benches where they have the McDonald's statue on it and just sitting with yeah. it and just mm. trying to remember. Yeah. yeah. Just reflecting. <laughs> yeah. Because otherwise, I got, I'm, you know, he was, he, was, he was a really good uncle. I can't say I approve of how he, spe- he spent his spare time. Mm. But other than that, I never had, I never right. had any cause. They talk a lot to about never turned how many kids hammer. go it. No, yeah. never turned me into a hamburger. I remain a woman. They talk a lot about how many kids go into those Ronald McDonald houses, but how many come out? You know, that is the unspoken. Well, not very many. You sort of have to be related to them. It's really nepotism in action. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Yeah. yeah. There you go. Yeah. Uh, Coming out as burgers. But so, it was also wait. him who invented the uh, male romper suit. So oh, It kind of is, yeah. yeah it is so, fault, huh? The high sock. Mm. And I, 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 I love a male romper suit. I think it's a, I think it's a fabulous look. And I think yeah. more men should do it. Ronald McDonald truly like dressed like a guy who lives in Bristol. Yeah. Anyway. Well, he, um, he, 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 he's from Bristol. He's one of the Bristol Ronald McDonald's. McDonald's. <laughs> he's one of the Bristol right. McDonald's. <laughs> Anyone for an hamburger? Yeah. Let's crack on. No, no right. kids in it. Promise. All right. No, no dramas. Um. So, tickety <laughs> <laughs> boo. That is. Uh, that's the badger. So we are talking about. <laughs> we open with a bit. We do open with a bit. Um, the bit is. I remember thinking this was a very baroque Jerry Seinfeld bit, and despite having watched the episode laughably recently, like in the last hour, I have now my brain has vacated this information. Okay, I know what the bit is. Okay, uh, it's interesting because it is a. It's it's a kind of trapped in amber bit because mm-hmm. it is now basically completely obsolete as an observation. Yeah. It also is a bit which is sort of not, which was basically a sort of trapped in amber bit even then, because I remember the 90s, like Mm. cash machines had been around for ages. And he's talking like they're a kind of new thing that has just come out. And this, this, Matty, this cannot be correct, can it? I mean, I have a much like, (sighs) I, I was a little baffled by it too. I was trying to figure out like, when this came out, because like I remember ATM machines being around when I was a child. Uh, yeah. I also never remember anyone referring to them in as words as their code instead of numbers. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, that that this is something that I'm we'll, assuming they're typing like into. the phone style yeah, numbers. Yeah, I, yeah. That's also I, yeah, how phone I numbers so. used to work through. Like, yeah. there's still signs in my neighborhood that have like the I forget what it's called, but like the way you used to say numbers, where you have to like say like a tree. 
Not name? Call 1-800-DICKLESS for emergency dick replacement surgery. No, it'd be like, oh, like I'm calling Cypress 5678 because there was like, when you could talk to the mm. operator, there was like a three-letter code that got turned into like a name. It's very... Oh, yeah. I, don't, I, don't know th- I don't know the answer. It's how this, the phone I'm used afraid. to work. Um, mm. But, well, I'm, yeah, so but I'm assuming... It's like that in the UK, but it was regional. You'd have to say like, give me, give me Birmingham 6347 yeah. oh, yeah, or whatever. Yeah, yeah, but I yeah, when you dialed it, it was true. like you were dialing BIR on the telenumeric thing is probably what it was. Um, yeah, potentially. Yeah. I'm not, I've, I've no, I I've think no they idea got rid of it when dialing came in. I think that was like when uh, you used to talk to the operator. Uh, I don't know. I'm not sure. We'll never Sadly, know. my um, my uh, years spanning research project on uh, on how telephone exchanges yeah. work. Uh, it was it was nice was, to hear. Um, it was it was put a stop to by by the government. I'm no longer allowed to look into telephone exchanges. Okay. That's really sad. Mm. <laughs> I was I I was getting into some I was getting into some information some information that certain people would not like to be made public. Poking around some information those, uh, that Ronald McDonald would rather remain hidden. Yeah, like, uh, yeah, I was I was I was I was poking around the windowless McDonald's data center <laughs> in places that you know that the powerful would rather I weren't I, rather I wasn't. I'll I'll tell you that mm. nothing. But yeah, so the so the bit is him saying these new cash machines. Mm. Um, that they have now. That, you know, you know, you know, it's these cash machines. And like I said, like I remember there being cash machines when I was a child, and they were just like there. No one talked about them like they were a kind of new invention. This was like mm. they, they've, I, they've been around for absolutely ages. And this is more grist to the mill of the theory that it's technically set in 1970s New York. It's sure. allegedly set in the 90s, but it's basically set in the 70s. Yeah, it's it's a weird bit because it's like, oh yeah, you know, we all just stand there, don't we, waiting for our cash, like trained chickens. You know, yeah, it's like they? yeah, it's like you've been trained to hear them. They've got this well trained to use the cash machines. Um, mm. it's and quite, it's like, well, of course we're waiting there for the cash because that's why we went to the machine to get the cash. He sort of yeah, but it, he says that you're, he's actually you're like, they've like rung a bell. We've like, all just no, run over he, to he, the cash machine. So, no, he says that you're listening out for the noise and you get excited mm. for the noise. It means your cash okay. is coming out now, like is, a chicken waiting for a pellet to he, drop down. He a, accidentally a pipe. hit on something here and then didn't didn't uh, say anything about it, which is that the noise is actually in addition to cash machines, which has nothing to do with the operation of the cash machine, and it's there to reassure you that, that the so cash machine is working. Yeah. And so, because they people started getting, they were getting stressed out by the fact that the cash machine wasn't making any noises, and so it was added later by the engineers Aww. to comfort people. They're like, "Don't worry, Aww. the machine is operating." Like, like uh, gas in gas stoves doesn't doesn't smell of anything. They add the smell. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they add the smell so you can enjoy releasing it into your house. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's what I that's what I do to uh, um to to assert my my rights as a free woman of the land. I just mm. go in the house, just turn every single hob on. I pay for the gas. I'll have as much of it in my house as I like. And then, I'm, and then I make a TikTok which says, come and take it, Biden. And I've already had several extremely um, uncalled for communications. From Yelling him. at teens for smoking near my house. <laughs> yeah, like, do not do that because this house is fucking full. <laughs> it's full of gas. If you, if, you, if, you explode my, if you explode my house... We're all going. We're all yeah. going up. Yeah. I think it's interesting. I mean, there's in that in that bit uh, a reference to Chemical Bank, which I loved because that was a real bank mm. that is uh, no longer extant uh, in the tri-state area. And it, it's Jerry's grandmother's it's bank. It's also Jerry's yeah. grandmother's What's bank. What's also very funny about it is that I was- They know one bank. Yeah, I was double checking. I mean, it was a big bank. Uh, I was double checking like the history of the ATM just now. Uh, and the first ATM in like the New York Metro was a Chemical Bank ATM in 1969. Yay! 
Yeah, 1969, so it's not even a, Jerry. It's not even a this new is not technology like, in the 70s. <laughs> yeah, it's like you so you see these cash machines they got now. It's like yes, everyone yeah, has seen 30 these cash years, machines. Jerry. This is a this is a really strange. It's a, it's a strange bit. It is a strange bit, but it is uh, it is connected to the episode. I love the idea of the 1960s ATM machine, like the Don Draper ATM machine. It's, yeah. It's uh, the ATM machine is somehow smoking a cigarette. It's loose, yeah. What are people looking for when they queue up at the ATM? Yeah. They're looking for a dream. In the, you just key in any racial slur you like. In the, like, in the lobby of the bank is an ATM, but it's in like a sort of tasteful conversation pit that you have to descend into. Mm-hmm. The design oh, yeah, the was just ATM. Yeah. Very, very yeah. well-cut coat on every single ATM. <laughs> just a beautiful, just beautiful bit of tailoring. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Thriving garment. I like going oh, down to the Bank of America. The 1960s New York. Yeah, they got the Nehru there, which on the ATMs, which is nice. <laughs> I like the idea of different banks having different styles of jackets. Yeah, I mean, how are you going to differentiate yourself from the pack? Yeah, and HSBC double-breasted. That's right. Ooh. And that's not a look. And that's not a look that a lot of people can not carry. A lot of ATMs off. The ATM either. machine is very much, broad. much, much less an ATM. That's supposed to be. You got to be a big guy to carry off the double-breasted. I think honestly, I'll, I'll tell you what. I don't think anyone can carry off the double-breasted. I have never seen anyone who doesn't look stupid. You've got to be built like an East End gangster's bodyguard. No, no. even I then, you, you be, still look stupid. I think you have to literally be a model and like be a person that can wear anything and still look hot because you are a model. I think it's how they do it and how they get you. Mm. I've no, I've seen like like models wearing double-breasted and still thought they looked terrible. Maybe it's the truth. Though. I really, mm. really don't like the double-breasted. I don't like the munch either. Jacket. I think it's a, I think it's a really, really bad look. It just like it if I see if I see someone in a double breasted jacket, I think Oh, so you know what a mirror is, but you don't know how to you don't know how it works. Yeah. What about like a triple breasted suit? What if we just keep adding? Oh no, that's cool. That's cool. I want to add m- more breasts. I've got an octuple breasted like suit that goes of, all the way around. Yeah, I want like a kind of fertility yeah. <laughs> statue mm. of a jacket. No. Just like I want to look Mesopotamian. Ten, yeah. Ten breasts. The, in, in, yeah, in Ur, there were statues of the girl boss who made the world, and she's wearing a non-tuple breasted yeah, suit exactly. all the way around. Yeah. Or like that. Is it? Is it? Sta- there's a statue of a particular, uh, particular uh, version of Artemis that has like ten tits, like a cow. I love how much ancient art is just like stuff nine-year-olds would doodle in their rough book at yeah. the back yeah. of the lesson. Just like, what if? What if? What if she had nine tits? And the other guy's like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Drawing. How many butts does she and have? Scientists t- yeah. today are like, oh, it's like a fertility object that we found in this person's grave, and it probably held great religious significance. And like, yeah, and like, Escherbernapal is like commissioning his friend to like draw a penis. You know, <laughs> well, yeah. Mm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Two guys at the back of the Mesopotamian pottery class. My you know, favorite, is my favorite, those Roman, those Roman good luck symbols, which are just like a dick with wings. Yeah, and mm. sometimes with like wheels as well. Well, like how else of... you gonna get it around? <laughs> like, a, like a dog that's lost like, two legs. Like, why is it got? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, exactly. I went to, I went to like a kind of dick in a chariot. Yeah, I went to Pompeii a very long time ago, and I remember being—I was a teenager—and I was very struck by the penis just carved into the road, pointing to the brothel. Yeah, it's like awesome. Mm. Follow the dick. Follow the, follow dick. the dick to the brothel. Like there was a lot of sailors there, apparently. So it was like follow the dick to the brothel. Mm. Good system. Yeah. They wanted to have follow the vaginas to the brothel, but it's just a less directional body part. It's hard to really use it in the way that you would like a chevron or other arrow. 
Whereas a dick more naturally lends itself to a, a you know, yeah, like a, a, like a stylized yeah. vagina drawing could be it could be like it could be a number of different things, yeah, as well. Mm. Like, it looks more like a portal of some kind. Go into the well, vagina it, for I the brothel. It, I, think it, I think it depends. Like how, platform nine and three quarters, but for the brothel, like, you're just gonna run into the painted vagina on the wall. You're making it. If you're like, if you're just doing it from, from like the front view, then it could be it could be a denuded tree in autumn, mm. for example. Yeah, she got that denuded tree. <laughs> she got that denuded tree. Get you, get you a girl that has a denuded tree. <laughs> get you a girl whose pussy looked like an owl might live in it. It could also be like a, like a sigh. Is that? Oh, yeah. the fork. That's the like fourth one. The sigh. Yeah, yeah. It could mm. be like it could be like a, a a pitchfork or something. Like if you like if you're a pitchfork. Yeah, like a like one like a very stylized one. Right. Okay. Do I need to draw you what I what I have in my head? Is no, that I think I, I think let's not embark on that particular <laughs> okay. path. Milo's googling pitchfork pussy question mark and <laughs> yeah, p- pitchfork rated my pussy a, a four point two out of ten. Um, right. Anyway, so the, the episode itself, uh, pitchfork pussy or nay? Um, we open with Jerry and George discussing. Whether or not George should give his bank ATM code mm. to, to his Susan, to his Susan, to his Susan, to his lazy Susan, and um, George doesn't want to give it out, and Jerry's like, "I don't care. I'll tell you what mine is," and he reveals his, which is like a Superman reference. Of course, it is. Um, and then he's like, "Now tell me yours," and George is like, "No, the bank says never to tell anyone that." And then he's like, "Yeah, well, don't be a pussy." Yeah. Susan is also very angry with him for not telling her the bank code because she thinks it's a symbol of trust uh, between them, which I think is, I think that's a bit mental, to be honest with you. I don't need to know someone's, mm. I don't need to know someone's pin. That's how they, that's how they get you. I, you I can't even, I can't even people. remember my own pin. Oh, this is, this is feminine coded behavior right here. I've, did, I, I've never, I've never had a girlfriend who knew her own pin number. I don't know. I don't know why this is. This is never a stereotype Actually, I've no, had about true. women no, prior no, to this. No, 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 that's not true. I know one of them, but one of them I just don't know. <laughs> I just refused. It's unknowable. Have, it's not it's, that. It's just that I've had the same. I've had the same one. It's cosmic horror. I'm I, confronted with my pin number, but I cannot know or understand it. I've had the same one for about for about twenty years, and so the mm. pin number on another card which I've got, which is newer, I just I can't I can't internalize the information. George knows it. Yeah. I don't know. I've got. A, I've got. A, I've had the same pen since I was like seventeen. <laughs> it's probably yeah. good to change it, but right. also it's like. Do you want to give us your credit card number? Yeah, sorry, as my well. social security just, number is zero. Just yeah. to kind of you know, round seven. off this discussion mm-hmm. <laughs> about your your mother's maiden name, uh-huh. um, uh, date of birth. Yeah, it's actually a Seinfeld. Pet yeah, as a child. Um, <laughs> so I was saying that. I was like, pet- I shouldn't say this. My pen was assigned to me by the bank, which is a good thing because it means that like you could never ever guess it mm. unless you had like one of those kind of plug in switch kind of guess guess me jigs like they have on like criminal minds yeah, or whatever. Or in, in which, New York. Which I don't think are real. Like, they're the things where you like, plug it into like a like a computer and then you just press a button and it's just like, yeah, hacked. And I was like, no, that's make, that makes no sense. How does that work? Well, two points. One, because yes. it could just force hack it very no, quickly. No. No, 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 uh, I don't want to know. Second, I don't want to know. Second, uh, <clears throat> uh, in New York. Want to maintain my wonder? 
in New York in the mid 2000s, there was like, I don't know if it was a real crime spree or just a thing they reported on the news a lot, but there were some people that were like putting in like the street ATMs that are like not with the bank, the ones that are at bodegas and delis and on the mm-hmm. literally on the streets yeah, sometimes. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, the bodega ATM that you only get in New York. Yeah, the, yeah. the, the, the only yeah. places with ATMs in the world. Um, it's got a the, cat the on it. The only place yeah. where you can get cooked food. That's right. And they also Relax. might have like do a cat and nope. fizzy Stop. water. I'm not doing this. I'm, not, I'm literally not doing this. I'm literally not doing this. Can I get this. a no, bodega ATM egg and cheese, please? Anyways. There's a rash of... Only in New York, baby. Oh, my God. Anyways, there was a rash of people like at night uh, swapping out the ATM, like the card scanner with like a thing that would like mm. transmit information somewhere else. <clears throat> and people were getting oh. ripped off uh, from these like ATM, uh, like they were like basically spoofing people's cards. Mm. Um, mm. And this was a thing that was like, I think it happened maybe twice in like 2007, but there were a million news reports about it. So to this day, because I'm a psychopath, every time I use like an ATM, that's one of these, I'll just like make sure the card scanner is in there really tight to make sure it's the original one. <laughs> It's just a weird little tick. Mm. Yeah. Pr- probably pretty, pr- probably pretty it's sensible. Prudent, I think. It's pr- It's not. It's not imprudent. Yeah. We had a similar thing in the UK with a much lower tech thing, but it was again yeah, where they like of, jammed up. It was like, have, like wait, a trap. You have delis yeah. there? In the, I don't understand. Uh, no, you wouldn't okay. understand. It's a London thing. Um, <laughs> uh, we call it a corner shop. You, it's the only place so you we, can get a bacon buddy um, in the world. So That's I, right. Yeah. I walked past the other day. It's the only place you can get a wig and kebab. A newly opened deli, right? Yeah. And this newly opened deli is called the, with the capital letters, PDO Shop. PDO Shop? Yeah. Say it. Imagine what that looks like. Pretty damn ordinary shop. I don't think it's, I don't know what it stands for. PDO Shop. It looks like PDO Shop. It looks like PDO Shop. Why would you do that? There are children in the window. Do they sell sweets? Sorry? Do they sell sweets? No, it's a, it's a deli. Yeah. They Good sell like sweets. cured meats and sandwiches. Do they not sell candy bars? after a particularly brand, like a savoury child. <laughs> <laughs> like, like one of these, like he's after child Riley. Being like, mm, can I tempt you into my van with a charcuterie board? <laughs> <laughs> would you would you perhaps care for a fine yeah. uh, <laughs> uh, go? One of those missing posters, missing child posters. It's like loves sheep's milk cheese. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> loves ham on iberico. <laughs> Simply adores tapenade. Honestly, if there was a guy waving a big leg of ham on iberico at the back of a van, I would absolutely get in it. Get in that it's van. It's really expensive here. In. It's almost impossible mm. to get. To be fair, though, like if you were being lured um, with with a ham. Mm-hmm. Like, you could you could be pretty sure that the person luring you is not a pedophile, which is something. Or he works at the pedo shop. Or he works at the pedo shop. A, ru- a rabbinical discussion about the observancy of the child who was lured with a ham on America. <laughs> right. Does this child violate the laws of kashrut? Rabbi Hillel says yeah. no. Yeah. <laughs> Rabbi Hillel says, have you ever tried a ham on America? I have a Spinoza has a quite different mm-hmm. view on the matter. <laughs> Um, <laughs> oh, the, the one from Recess. Sorry? Was, uh, a joke. See, Phoebe made a very erudite and sophisticated joke about uh, yeah. the Inquisition, and Milo went straight for the ABC television show Recess. Yeah, I don't know what that is. I, I know that there is a, a, a philosopher called Spinoza, but I thought it was it was funnier to reference the character Spinoza from the children's She's the one with the hat. She was a tough one. She was real tough. Mm. It was a tough one. She was wearing a hat. Mm. I think that was yeah, she survived the Inquisition, you know. No <laughs> one's going to bully her on the playground. 
Yeah, I, I still don't know what that is. This is this is this is not. Never seen Recess. It's a cartoon that takes place entirely at recess at a school. Okay. It's like every day. It's like, like here's it's, recess. It's old enough that it would have been on when you were a kid. I wasn't a big. I yeah. wasn't a big. Cartoon I was just too old for it. Neither was. I've probably only seen it a few times, but um, like just we, the way that you do when you're at a friend's house or whatever. It wasn't really something I watched particularly, but the I was aware. Car- of the only it. cartoon I really liked when I was a kid was Dino Babies. Dino Babies. Yeah, Dino Babies was sick. Sounds made up. It is not made up. Dino dinosaurs. They're all babies at some point. It is not made up. It is a cartoon about four six. um, Sorry, six babies. No, no, no. The the main the main babies. There are there are four of them, and then there are like like babies who are like adjutant babies, not in the inner circle. There are like yeah, they're like agitator babies. Exactly. Peripheral babies. Okay, so it looks like Um, sort of like so. There's like there's a pterodactyl baby who's like the antagonist. But it's not clear what kind of dinosaur the the rest of the, the rest of the babies are, and um, it's not clear what kind of dinosaur they are. It's truly no. not. I'm looking at a photo of them. It's not. They're just like kind of nondescript little di- little dinosaur right, babies. Let me pull this up. And it had a it had a really good theme tune. Yeah, called Dino Babies Having Fun. Yeah, the uh, the the theme song was I just haven't nephew yet. And so on and so forth. It was it was aired in English on a Dubai thirty three. There you go. Um, it's also uh, the. Re- my- <laughs> I love the idea of like memory TV Dino Babies. <laughs> That's just like dubbed don't, over. Don't look at the subtitles because they are they are they 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 are taken out of context by- <laughs> to a <laughs> to a to a to a troubling to a troubling degree. By Allah, we will crush the infidel plesiosaur. And so on and so forth. So, and so yeah. on and so on and so forth. Um, missing an episode of Dino Babies, which I was looking forward to, is the reason that I have permanent beef with uh, with Harold Wilson. Harold Wilson, Harold well, the Wilson. former Prime Minister the of the United Prim- Kingdom. Oh, okay. Former Prime Minister Harold Wilson. I thought it was just the guy that's, that you know. That's well before your time, though. What, how how did he affect? Uh, I'll tell did he you. Preempt I'll an tell episode? you how. I will tell you how. I was in hospital having an operation when I was a kid, right. and. Um, because of um, there was kind of a breakdown of communication, and I was waiting for much longer than I should have done to go in for my operation. And they were waiting for Howard Wilson to turn up. Yeah, well, because they, they they did that at the time. Like people don't remember this about like the NHS in the mid nineties. Um, the prime minister would have to daily go round every children's ward. Well, the prime minister from like three prime ministers ago, because obviously the yeah, current yeah, prime yeah. minister no, would no, be too course, busy. Like, of yeah. course, like yeah. yeah, like major wasn't going to do it. Like no, yeah, no, behave yourself. Um, so yeah, so they'd get in mm. like kind of former prime ministers. Um, and you, it was quite luck of the draw because like because you. If you if you struck unlucky, you'd get you'd get Thatcher or or you know or Callahan. You don't want fucking Callahan, no, do absolutely you? Not. Don't want Eden showing up no. at your hospital no, bed. No, no child wants Stanley Baldwin interrupting their viewing of Dino Babies. No, well, pr- well, precisely. Um, yeah. And so because we thought it was going to be absolutely ages before I was going in for surgery, my mum had gone home mm-hmm. um, to feed the cat, and then she was going to come back. Right. And then the woman who was before me. 
died on the operating table. So I ended up at, yeah, which they should not have told me. They I should, think they should not have told me. They should not have told me that this had happened. You're telling us should never have given Harold Wilson the <laughs> scalpel. He really wanted to go. He really wanted to go. And like, he's a former prime minister. It's hard to say no to him. So mm. basically, so like I was waiting to go, I was waiting to go in for surgery. I was like getting a little bit worried because they'd fucking told me that this woman had died. Um, and I was like, okay, you know what's going to, Gonna gonna keep me nice and calm before I go in for my operation because it was the first time I'd ever had um I'd ever had uh, a general anaesthetic so I was a little bit nervous because you know because I was a child uh, and my mum wasn't and my mum wasn't there so I was like I'm gonna go watch Dino Babies that's gonna that's gonna sort me right out and you know what fucking Harold Wilson had just died so. All the TV on the stuff, table. On the, yeah, and that and that woman, and that woman, that's why they called it the Lavender List. Yeah, mm. that's good. That's a good joke. Anyway, um, mm. <laughs> anyway, that is a very very good joke, which encapsulates all sorts of different things. Um, and so yeah, so they cancelled all TV programming in order for to have like endless TV programs and coverage of. You know the death, the death that day of Harold Wilson. Dino babies all wearing black armbands. They should have just yeah. Very mournful. They should have yeah, just played the done. episode that he was a guest star on instead. I think. Yeah, that's mm. true. That would have been yeah. a good. That would have been a good. He idea. was actually one of the Dino babies. <laughs> he was physically in the show. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's why it's hard to tell what dinosaur they are. Yeah. So yeah, Harold <clears throat> Wilson. Maybe no. he did some good stuff. Yeah. However. Yeah, I feel you extremely. Mm. I uh, I had a very bad speech impediment when I was a child. Um and. I used to have to go to voice therapy or like speech therapy and it used to always coincide with me missing uh, Hey Arnold and it was very upsetting to me and I resented my speech therapist because of it mm. for years. I was trying to watch Hey Arnold. Yeah. I'd always catch the credits when I got home. De- depressing. Yeah, it's a nightmare. You don't want that. I feel like well, I feel like we have strayed so far. We have from from so God's far. light. Well, yeah. well lit path. We're now we're in the we're in the woods. The shining path. Um, yeah. yeah. Okay. So I'll, I'll try. I'll try and speed us through this. Um, so George is animating principal for the whole episode. So he doesn't want to tell anyone his uh, secret code. Mm-hmm. Uh, Elaine, meanwhile. Um, she there's a guy comes into the cafe who she's met him before but he says nice to meet you and she's very affronted by this and she catches him up and then he has some kind of autism and basically remembers everything about this party apart from Elaine including like, like markings on the toilet door yeah, but, also, but also she's like it's so funny what she says remember we had this whole conversation about how my uncle worked with worked with Oswald <laughs> at the, the book depository, book depository. <laughs> Yeah, that is good. That's, I'd remember that. If if a woman as hot as Elaine was talking to me about the JFK assassination. See, this is my question. Is it because Elaine is just so hot that you don't remember what she said to you? Because you're just like too busy just being like, Ugh. Now you've got to remember what hot women say to you in case they talk to you again. Mm. You, can, you can't squander that opportunity. Yeah, that's true. You can't, you can't, you've got one shot. You've got one shot to get it right with a woman as hot as Elaine. Yeah. That's true. Did you capture it or let it slip, you know? That's right. Good. Good question. Great question, in yeah. fact. Um, Time's up. Over. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Those are the lyrics to Michael Bublé's Just Have a <laughs> Nephew Yet. <laughs> um, oh, for the love uh, of God. Yeah so, yeah, so she becomes obsessed with getting this man to remember her. Once which, again, Elaine ends up trying to fuck a man she does not fancy to prove a point. Yeah. A worrying recurring theme with her. Agreed. But... I'm absolutely sure that, ev- that everyone, everyone who is currently recording has had a similar thing where someone not liking you 
is like so it's it's so kind of like no 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 yeah. like it's a misunderstanding I have to fix yeah that whether or not you like them is kind of it's kind of irrelevant mm. it's not that you it's not that she wants to fuck him she cannot stand the idea that she is not memorable to him yeah. and I, 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 I dig my heels in like, I'm if not someone memorable. doesn't like me I'm like fuck you yeah, like I'm not memorable like, to this fucking dude who sucks like yeah Mm. But this is like, and this is like a new thing. This is like part of the kind of Reddit brain, like you don't owe anyone anything thing. That like it's no, it's apparently like not acceptable to be a bit like, oh, if you've met someone and they don't remember you. Mm. Um, and to be fair, like like George, like George gets this all the time because he's got a particular kind of face blindness. So mm. so you so you will say, you, you, no, you've 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 met her for definite, and he'll and, and you sort of show you him hear a picture, Mister Beast. George <laughs> needs your help. You show him a picture, and he literally is just like, I've never seen this person before in my life. This is why I like to say, nice to see you. Nice to see you. Yeah, it's yeah. Because I'm hey. I'm also really bad with faces, and yeah, and people like, I'm seeing you. Oh, yeah, I'm looking right nice at you, actually. Yeah. Nice to see you is really good because it because it could mean anything. It could mean nice to see you again. It could mean yeah. nice to meet you. It could yeah, it could mean no, anything. No, I'm, I'm horrible with names, and I absolutely agree with Penelope here. Um, but that's like that's I don't know. It's like I think it's like it's obviously fine yeah. not to remember somebody. Like uh, just don't be. I don't think, think don't be a dickhead about how you don't remember them. Yeah, I think like, also like try and make them not feel. Yeah feel shit and also don't do this kind of yeah like i said this weird reddit brain kind of kind of oh, well maybe you're just not memorable it's like no 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 they're the rude one here yeah. like it's not rude to not be it's not rude to not be memorable mm. what does that even mean what is yeah. like, what, i think it's also necessarily make someone memorable no it's a uniform this guy yeah that's true that would probably make someone memorable <laughs> is this guy like inventing for, for instance uh, pickup artist shit from first principles also He's nagging, <laughs> yeah. he's, you know, he's nagging her extremely. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But, but, and that, and that's, and that's really good because, like, when she's at, when she actually eventually, because, like, he asks her for dinner, and then he stands her up, and then so it sort of turns into a kind of turns into a war of attrition yeah. for Elaine mm. at this point. And then when she's actually at dinner with him, and she's like, "This man is a psycho. What am I doing? Why have I, why have I?" Cornered myself into this position where I'm having mm. dinner with this absolutely loathsome man just because he didn't remember me. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. It's the yeah. law of the jungle, baby. Yes. So you meet you meet a hot woman you're intimidated by. Start talking to her about trains immediately. <laughs> Ignore <laughs> anything she says in response. Talk only about trains. Um, yeah, that's all we've learned. Elaine's other storyline is that she has done really. She's doing really well at work. Himalayan Morgan boots. So Jay Peterman is trying to get her to come out for dinner with him. She doesn't want to because he tells these interminable stories. So she gets. This is this is inc this is incredible. She gets Jerry and George to go with her, uh, which is just like amazing. Can you imagine if like one of your friends was like, "Okay, I've got to go for dinner with my boss. Do you want to come?" And then like having mm. to explain what you're doing there. To this, I'd be like, "Yeah." To this employer, oh yeah, absolutely. 100%. I was like watching this. I was like, "Did society used to be different, or is this insane?" Like I just I could not recall. If this is just how things were, what things were like, where people just well, there was weird. A, there's a funny, there's a funny post about this about how like it would be nice if friendships were like Seinfeld that people go on like, like errand friend dates and like you're doing something like mm -hmm. why not go, why not go with them, why not go with a pal? And I think that's a, I think that's nice. They're very codependent as a group. They really, really mm -hmm. can't do anything on the, on their own. Um, 
I'm they're a, be, the, here I'm I got a hot take. They're a, they're a queer found family, and it's actually bad to criticize them on the show. <laughs> Uh, yeah, they're a polycule. You, ju- you can't really argue with that. You super cannot. They actually have <laughs> with the that. sort of relationship that a lot of people I know have. Like, it's, uh, you just hang out a lot and you do stuff. You live nearby each other, you know? But it's like, it's like, a, it's like a little bit, it's a little bit like, um, like your relationship with, with Titus. Like, you quite often bring him as like your date. Sure. Yeah. And we do fuck. Yeah. I mean, obviously. Yeah. Every day. Who wouldn't? Yeah, no, well, indeed. Um, yeah, so um, so she so she invites them, but then she bails on this dinner because um, because she's going, she's waiting for this Fred guy. She's doing the like, brain stuff where she's like, I don't know, I'm like, anything. Out of here. <laughs> I'm nagging my friends. He's like a kind of he's like he's like a super weird creep. Like when Jer- when Jerry meets him at the start, he says, um, "Hey, Fred, how's it like?" How's like how's it going? And Fred's like, well, all right, at least you got something to do. Um, so like he is established as a as a peculiar guy. Yeah, it's because Jerry has a dead guy. leg. Yeah, yeah, Jerry. Which, has this is gonna leg. come out, come up gonna throughout come out, yeah, the episode. Yeah, that Jerry has a dead leg. Oh um, yeah, he says at least you got something to do. Yeah. And yeah, so uh so Elaine bails. Jerry, when he hears that she's not she's not going, like thinks quickly and comes up with his own excuse, leaving Costanza having dinner. <laughs> On his own mm. with Jay Peterman, um, yes. I like the idea that this is sort of like one of the worst things they can think of in the Seinfeld universe is having to go to dinner with a man who tells boring stories. Yeah. yeah, like this is an inconvenience that would so barely grace my consciousness in comparison with the inconveniences I face on a daily basis. You know what? Actually, sitting through a dinner with someone who tells lots of boring stories, I actually think that sounds like torture adjacent. Do you think? Yeah. yeah. I, I find things like that surreally funny in a kind of, like oh, yeah, when someone's I mean, telling really boring stories, I love asking them detailed questions about the most boring element. No, no, I can't, I can't do yeah, it. Yeah, like, I mean, if you're, if you're I stuck, yeah, like if you were stuck at dinner with uh, like John O'Hurley doing like surrealist comedy at you, you know, that's mm. cool <laughs> and funny, but I think mm. the conceit of the show is that these people are, are bad and don't recognize this. Yeah, mm. I, yeah, I, I, I find it very, very difficult tolerating tolerating boring company. Mm. This is why I like to be as boring as possible so as to uh, curtail any potential boringness from so the other person. Mark your turf to keep other boring people off. Well, no, it's more, to, it's more to, to silence them so they can't bore me because I'm too busy boring them talking about my latest, uh, my latest interest, which at the moment, as uh, I believe we discussed at the live show, is the Wars of the Roses. Yeah. So, <laughs> or, you, or you just start asking them like questions as though you're in a management consultancy interview, but the interviewer has been hit over the head with a brick. Like, how many bananas do you think you've ever eaten? Oh yeah. I mean, if you, I, I don't think that's an uninteresting question because I can tell you mm. the answer. The answer is one. One. <laughs> yeah. One. I ate one when I was a child, and I was like, mm. I don't like this. I don't like this one little bit, and have never eaten one since. I eat banana almost every day. Um, do you? Yeah, they're good. Yeah, you're a real banana head That's over here. Point. See, this is oh. not an uninteresting question. Yeah, I will say, Phoebe, also <laughs> asking, if you start talking about the War of the Roses to a boring person, you really run the risk of them bringing up that's what Game of Thrones is based on, and they start talking to you about the Game of Thrones books, i.e., oh, that's God, what that's that would do to really, you, really, and destroy your life. A, yeah, That's a really good point. Yeah. That, is, that, is, that is a good point. So be careful well, how you deploy Matty, that I into think who. You, I think you are underestimating not just 
how boring I can be, mm. but also like I can I can bore them into kind of startled startled submission yeah. kind of soft sure. kind of you know you know when you know when like a kind of a, mm. a child has got overexcited at the zoo and in the car on the way mm. back they go all kind of soft cheeked and get like that. <laughs> yeah. I can make people do that. Wow. Yeah, I mean you said, you said that the wars of the roses. And Milo did start <laughs> yawning a minute ago. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. And I haven't even got into what I privately believe the motivations of uh, Richard Duke of Gloucester to be. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, and 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 we and we won't because they're pretty shocking. Sorry, I just, I just dozed off. Yeah, yeah. Again, I mean, you know, he's an interesting figure, but like I said, can't prove how he spent his spare time. Any mention of Rick, Richard Duke of Gloucester really inflames my narcolepsy. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it will, um, it will do. Yeah, no so that's what so that's so that's what you that's what you want to do. You want to not just be boring, but also be just completely resistant to social cues. So if yeah. they look like they want to interrupt you to start talking about Game of Thrones, uh, just don't let them. Yeah, no, don't let them. Don't permit it. Yeah, simply object. Um, so yes. Uh, meanwhile, uh, and then George ends up after the dinner because uh, Peterman rushes off to see his dying mother, and George ends up somehow forcibly tagging along. This <laughs> this joke, which I think is excellent, I think this is a fu- I think this is a fucking beautiful beautiful gag, and it is uh, lifted almost word for word in a in an episode of Thirty Rock some some years later. Oh yeah, it is, isn't it? Yeah. It is. Mm. An episode that has uh, John Hamm in it, in fact. John Hamm. Oh, yeah. The inventor of pork. Yeah. <laughs> the yeah, the man right. who drives around on the Iberian Ham at the back of his van. <laughs> that's the, right. Uh, yeah. The unkosher John Hamm. Mm. Legally, we cannot. Legally, <laughs> the rabbinical I am not discussion. allowed to consume John Hamm. And can, we, can you watch a film with John Hamm in it, locked after 6,000 posts, <laughs> the longest thread in rabbinical forums history? <laughs> Yeah. When when Moses came down, we didn't have John yeah. Hamm. I mean, the problem I think now, Moses had access to John Hamm. The problem now is the high rabbit. It would just send Mossad after him. <laughs> <laughs> well, I haven't heard from him for a yeah, while. How do we know that that hasn't already happened? That's true. <laughs> How do we know that they haven't replaced Top Gun too. They haven't replaced John Hamm with a kind of John Beef. Turkey Bacon, oh. for example. Hmm. John artificial bacon. John very very John, thin John, slices of chicken. John hemp, the vegan John ham. Yep. All right. <laughs> yep. All right. Yep. John uh, John jackfruit. Mm-hmm. Yep. Tempe. Yep. Yeah. There's all sorts of yeah, options. John, John tempe. Yeah. John Satan. Yeah. There you go. There lots go. of lots of options. Lots of um, lots of pop, op, op, Bloody hell. Lots of options. Um, yes. So, uh, and then he ends up at the bedside of this dying woman. And then he's like, it's kind of driving me crazy that uh, everyone keeps talking about me telling them my code. And I don't feel like I can trust anyone but with I it. Actually, do it. you really want to tell someone? Jerry was right. I yeah. really well, want to tell the, someone. The thing, thing mm. too that pays off later that's good is Jerry was trying to tell George, like, making up all these scenarios in which you have to tell someone your pin code to save their yeah. life. And George is like, that's impossible. Yeah. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's really, really good. And it's, yeah, his code turns out to be a word, which I didn't know you could do. Yeah, um, I'm assuming it is the yeah the telenumerics, like. But it's mm. it's Bosco. Bosco. It's Bosco. Um. Yeah, the Russian state sportswear brand. I used Bosco. I used to go to school with somebody who was called Bosco, which mm. is an unusual name. Did, did he invent the Team Russia Olympic tracksuit? I believe he was named after the Italian mm. hotel where he had been conceived. Oh. 
That was the that was his story anyway. He was in Oscar. the year above me. I didn't know him very well. I just remember him being it's called Bosco. Just not. It's just an unusual name. Yeah. His imagine, last, imagine his last name. Have you met my sister Travel Lodge? His last name was even, <laughs> was even more unusual. But I'm right. not going to say it because Holiday you know, we don't dox on this show. But yeah. Mm. yeah. Yeah. So Bosco, if you're listening, um, I don't know if you remember me. Um, I was near below you at school. Uh, could you remind me uh, what it is that you're named <laughs> that you're named after? Do write in and uh, tell me what it is you're named after because I genuinely don't remember. Where was your father clapping them cheeks? Yeah. Let's let's get mm. to the bottom of it. Actually, my ex was also named after, or rather, his middle name was after the hotel where he'd been conceived as well. It seems to be like a thing. Right, okay, interesting. Yeah. The jury, jury's in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, the, be- the best bit as well, because he, we- he had a Welsh middle name, because his dad was Welsh. Jury's in. Um, and it's a, yeah, and it's a kind of, um, it's a, a myth. Leonardo Global. It's a legendary Welsh dog. What? It's Clifford. <laughs> yeah, Cl- yeah, Welsh Clifford. It's, it's that's a, right. It's spelled C Y F F R D. That's right. He's a he is C L W. That's why he's so uh, yeah. big and red. It's because one of his parents is a dog, and the other one is uh, is a red dragon. That's, right. that's why he's so large and so mm. red. Plaid Clifford. That's right. Wait, sorry, what is the Welsh legendary dog? The Welsh legendary dog is this dog called Gellert. It's Digby, the biggest dog in the world. <laughs> See, this is the thing. Gellert, I, the legendary I would dog. Like some, Gellert, yeah. I would, like some, I would like some clarity on who is larger, Digby or Clifford. Because I know Digby mm. is supposed to be the biggest dog in the world, but Clifford is fucking massive. I think it's obvious based on Digby's name. Yeah, whether uh, he's bigger or not than Clifford. Yeah, I think but it's that, it, that could be like a kind of like a like a kind of Empire State Building or like a oh, new like, co- a, like, like a, a new Trump college style. new college. He's thing. a very big dog. One yeah. of the biggest. It's also in the world, possible actually. that when they show Clifford, the town he's in is very small. Potentially, mm. yeah. Yeah, because also when they made the Clifford the Dog movie, there was a lot of like real inconsistency with the size of Clifford. Because there's like yeah. times where he's like he's inside a room, but it's just big. Yeah, and then there's I, yeah. other times where he's like bigger than a house. Yeah, and it's like, I what? really need to know about the scale. Bef- like, if you're going to be presenting me with Clifford, so, and like, because because for, for for one thing, like he's obviously been exposed to some kind of nuclear poisoning. And I think it's very sad that they like they mm. you know they fixate on his giant size and yeah. not the fact that he's just so yeah, many. That he was at Three Mile Island, yeah. Yeah, yeah. like yeah. no one talks about no one talks about Clifford's tumors. And I think that's really sad. Clifford just eating a whole child and then having to be put down, <laughs> just like a comically large syringe being held by like a team of vets. Or they just get a giant vet. That would be that would be the oh. most practical way of yeah. putting down Dav- Davis, Clifford, the big the red. Yeah, vet. yeah. Gellert is a dog that I think it's supposed to belong to Prince Llewellyn. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it was Prince Llewellyn. I can't remember. I can't remember. Who yeah, it is. the one from Changing Rooms. The one yeah, from the Carmel. Right. Yeah. 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 But these are both great, great uses. Oh, <laughs> sorry, there's actually the two Carmel movies that there's a guy named Llewellyn in it. Mm. Oh, this. Uh, it's Josh What's Brolin, the other one? Co- no Country for Old Men. And of course, of course he is. Yeah, of course he is. Mm-hmm. What about what about Josh Broilin and he's just always grilling stuff? <laughs> Fuck, come on. That? <laughs> what <laughs> about that? Yeah, there's an idea for you. Sorry, I'm just going to write this down in my big ideas folder. 
Joshulin. Broiling. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, and so, yeah, Gellert um, gets accused of... The man from Nephew, anyway. Attacking the (laughs) prince's baby son, but it wasn't. It was a wolf that the dog, like, chases away. And so he kills the dog... And then oh, he realizes that it was the wolf and he feels really, really shitty about it. So he built a statue of this dog. And there are, I think there are, there's more than one hotel which is named after because it's like a kind of, it's a kind of Welsh legend in Wales. And this is where my ex's parents. <laughs> Man, the story of that dog sure did make me horny. This is where my ex's dad. <laughs> the you know, loyalty of that dog. Getting, it really did. It stirred something in me. Getting laid it outside the that. Balto statue in Central Park. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like not even making it to the end of Marley and Me because you're just like, yes, let's go, let's go. A legendary dog. Getting, <laughs> getting my back blown out by the statue at Shibuya Station of like the best dog in the world. Well, you know why there are so many September babies? It's because so many people watch Old Yellow over Christmas. So because like, they watch Nine Eleven. Yeah, that's why. <laughs> what, it, it, like it, and human babies famously just for a year. Yeah, uh-huh. early yeah. labour. Dig, yeah, Digby, the biggest <laughs> dog right. in the world, could have. Stop 9-11 and he, and chose, he chose, chose not, not to. to. He chose not to. He could have mm. batted that plane right out of the sky with his giant paw. Clifford was, uh, was one of the hijackers, which is strange because he fit in the plane was one of his many consistencies of size. Well, it was. It, mm. I think he was more of like, I think he was more like the brains behind the operation okay. than like one of the, like, I don't think, I think they, I think he really wanted to go on the plane, but yeah. they just said, yeah, Clifford, I'm sorry, man. Keep you in the caves. I'm sorry. Yeah. Clifford, the Gotta big red dog. watch this one from the ground, big fella. In front of a in front of a comically large uh, like Al Qaeda flag, mm-hmm. wagging a paw. Do you think they made him a special giant one that he wears as like a mm-hmm. kerchief? Yeah, yeah, that That's would be so good. Cute. Yeah. <laughs> mm. yeah. Okay. Again, I feel like I feel like we have strayed very far. None of this in the episode from, <laughs> from God's life. <laughs> so <laughs> anyway, not, George, George tells uh, that the dying woman that his code is Bosco, and she yells it out as her last words. Um, meanwhile, Kramer has bought a police and emergency services scanner and has become obsessed with the idea that the fire service is taking the wrong routes. He goes down to the fire station to remonstrate with them. They're like, there's some guy who comes in here every week with a route we should be taking. We're not interested in what, you've, what you're selling. Um, and then he, he accidentally knocks the guy out while using the fireman's pole. He also says that it's his life's greatest dream to be not just a firefighter, but the guy who drives the back. Yeah. So this is like, this is like, the perfect. And the guy he knocks out is the driver. Yeah. yeah, the ass driver. Yeah, the driver yeah, of the ass of the truck drive, drives that ass. Mm. And nine months later, <laughs> yeah, nine eleven. Nothing. Yeah. Ha- nothing happens because because you know that's not that's not how uh, that's not how it I works. Actually named a hotel after my ex boyfriend. Well, fi- well, fire trucks actually um, actually reproduce asexually. People don't know that. They kind of go. Are they bud. Go, that's what the ladder. Yeah. The ladder is sort of a proboscis <laughs> that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. And then they get, fire truck. Yeah, yeah. Pollinated by by firefighters. It's a very beautiful, natural. And weirdly, example. they're actually pollinated by ambulances passing by. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, that, yeah. So anyway, Kramer ends up uh, taking the guy's place, driving the back of the fire truck, and attending the fire, which is taking place at the place where Jerry is having his second interview for an ad job uh, with a man called Leaping Larry who lost a leg in an accident and Jerry keeps getting a dead leg every time he's there and it looks like he's mocking him by sort of like pretending to do his sort of disabled walk. Yeah, like, and and how this, 
happens is that one of Leaping Larry's staff members sees Jerry dragging his dead leg around and says, oh my God, that's a great impression. So I actually, her mind so I how funny actually it is to think her. that this young it's woman... It's a pretty basic impression. But this young woman is the... Re- <laughs> she's, the, the crash. she's the yeah. real villain here. Because like, yeah, what the fuck is wrong with you? What, you think it's hilarious that someone's making fun of your disabled boss? What's wrong with you? What's wrong with you, sister? I don't know. I don't care for that at all. But... When when this ha- when this happens, Jerry could have resolved this very very easily. And I and before you say yeah, but it is important for the nature of the sitcom for him not to resolve it. But normally they're quite good at like like sewing up sewing mm. up holes. So this is yeah. I think I think this is a hole because he says I'll he says oh my god my leg my leg's going dead again. He says I'll be right with you when he's gonna he's gonna go go give him a tour of the store and that's when he should have said i'm really sorry my foot's gone dead so like i'm just gonna wait for the like the blood to come back and then i'll then i'll be right with you there's no reason whatsoever for him not to explain why he's not joining him immediately or or to do like a more normal stretch or for that matter like why would you Mm. imagine if you'd like, you turn your back on someone for like one second and the first thing they do is do an impression of your walk. I think that like, I think that that's a little paranoid. He was hanging out that's with the guys li- from the Ministry bit, of Silly Walks. That's a little walks. bit of a persecution complex that Leaping Larry has there. Mm. Maybe, maybe. <laughs> that he assumes that the first thing someone's going to do is just to walk around their deserted office doing an impression of his walk. Is that what you walk, do when yeah. you're talking to somebody? What, you do an impression of the second walk? they leave the room, I start doing an impression of them, how they walk, how they talk. I start wearing their clothing. Mm. Um, yeah, I actually nice. go home and try to convince their wife that I'm them. Um, I have, I have talented yeah. Mr. Ripley, so many furniture yeah. store owners. I, I am so now, fucking many. <laughs> I, think, I think it's about, yeah. It's like it's a he's a takeoff of uh, Crazy Eddie, I believe, is the is the gag there. Crazy Eddie, who's Crazy Eddie? A famous uh, New York electronic salesman who had you know crazy low prices. It's Crazy Eddie. Crazy Eddie. Was this? Yeah. He was, was also this... found guilty of several murders in the tri-state area. <laughs> yeah. That's right. Well, I mean, that's why that's why he I'm had to, to provide. That's why he had to call himself Crazy Eddie in order to in order to make his defense stick. He had to, yeah. plead, he had to plead insanely. I thought you were going to say um, it pleading was insanely part Eddie. of his parole um, deal, like he had to go around introducing himself as Crazy Eddie, <laughs> well, like knocking on doors, like Guilty. hi, I'm Eddie, but not not the kind you're used to. I'm just here to provide big apple contests. My my girlfriend's mum lives opposite a man who is known locally as Crazy Kev Mm. because he has been sectioned a few times and will periodically just do things like write like Merry Christmas dickhead on like everyone's car up and down the street in like June. Um, it's all very, very just like fun, crazy, like Mm. doing doing odd things, but sort of never Mm. and. um, and apparently he just kept like uh uh nagging um her teenage brother to go around there and play Sabutio with him. Oh. And he and then he was like, it's I'm a, not gonna it's a branded kind of table football. It's a bit like football, but not with these little the little mm. guys and they have like domed like domed underside, so they're not they're not on a they're not on a pole like they are for yeah, foosball. They're like they're like they're on a like, table and you have to like flick you them flick to them. kick the ball. Oh. Um, okay. Like a kind of like a kind of those no, little wobble you. things. 
I think I've There's seen it. Wobble, yeah. wobble guys. And apparently it was like a, it was like a running joke for years that he kept being asked in there to play Sabutio, but like wouldn't go over there. And then and then one day she went home and and she was like, "Where's where's my brother?" And she was like, "Oh, he's actually over there playing Sabutio with him." Like he finally gave in. That that sounds troublingly euphemistic as well, doesn't it? I think uh, it yeah, was yeah. No, just... he's gone to live on a farm. I think he's this... gone to play Sabutio yeah. with Crazy Kev. <laughs> <laughs> Upstate, yeah. <laughs> the fact that you just... Lots of room for him to run around playing Sabutio. <laughs> <laughs> the fact that he is just called Crazy Kev, just really. To Mr. and Mrs. Kev, or son. Because uh, the, the, weir- the weird thing is, is that he was called Crazy Kev before. Yeah. Um, and it just so happens that uh, nominative determinism kicked in for him. Mm. That sounds sad. I don't know. I feel I feel bad for Crazy Kev. I feel like you shouldn't call someone Crazy Kev generally if he's got problems. Yeah. Hey, Probably not. What can you do? Well, what about Crazy Eddie? What were his What were his problems? You mm. know, he just his, pr- his, his prices, prices were very were low. <laughs> they were crazy. Every week, the, the court appointed psychiatrist coming around and like, going, yes, Eddie, what yep, have we said about crazy. these prices? Come on. Are the prices in the room with you right now? Yeah. <laughs> his prices were all in like Sisterse and like you know <laughs> other other currencies that no longer exist. Eddie, you yeah, can't the, sell a VCR with- for four teeth. Yeah. I mean, if you if you want to have some fun, you can you can Google Crazy Eddie and look at like the sort of aesthetics of his commercials. I would, I would are like to see, I would like to see Crazy Eddie. I yeah. would like I would like to see the baby. Yeah, hold on. Uh, I'm dropping a good image in here for you guys to look at. Okay. Yeah. Crazy Eddie. Oh, it was a public company. Wow. Yeah, it was a. <laughs> he, had, he had great local 1989 uh-huh. original, 2005 first revival, almost 2012 from, second revival. Almost from the beginning, yeah. he engaged in fraudulent business practices. Crazy. Crazy. I didn't call him crazy for nothing. Yeah. Played by radio DJ Jerry Carroll. <laughs> Copied most of his shit from early TV commercial pioneer used car electronic salesman Earl Madman Muntz. <laughs> Oh yeah. There's something particular about the American brain which I think produces Crazy Eddie. Mm. And like there is yes. it's not to defend Britain which has a great deal of mad things, but this is a particular kind of American madness which you just don't get yeah. here. Well, Crazy cra- Crazy Eddie as you can see here were uh, mm. were uh, Syrian Jews. Yeah. The concept oh. of Earl Madman Months, the used car and electronic salesman <laughs> is just like a powerful energy. Yeah. Wow. So he was just one guy. This wasn't a kind of mm-hmm. that's crazy. That's Eddie. Crazy Eddie. Um, what, what are you saying? I guess Leaping Larry. Yeah. Oh, I see. Okay. His prices are insane. His prices are insane. Huh. Hmm. Can't you can't sell a stereo in guineas, Eddie? <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna offend the Italian community anyway. Um, so <laughs> why? Oh, it's, it's like Americans, like uh, kind of like a like a slur for Italians that they had back yeah. in the day. What is a, a guinea? It's an old one. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't, I don't know, know where why. it comes from. Really, but, uh, I've never heard. <clears throat> that. It, it does. It's one of those things with slurs where it's like I just know in my brain that's one of the bad ones. Really? It's like why? Well, look or, look yeah. it up. Look it up. I now want. To, I now want to know. I now wish. I'm going to get a lot of results for the coin that's worth one pound ten. Well, put put slur in brackets. That's yeah. disambiguation. <laughs> disambiguation. The, the old British money came up on a thing I was watching the other day, and it was driving me fully fucking insane trying to calculate what the fuck anyone was talking about. I'm still really mad about it. Uh, oh, I see. What's the research department say? <laughs> um. Yeah. 
US slang derogatory a, a person of Italian descent then mm. then I guess like don't click on ethnic slur we don't need to see the Wikipedia entry for, <laughs> for ethnic slur Milo's like oh what's that what do we got oh well like why though it doesn't say why yeah there's no etymology yeah for I want the I, I want the etymology well if you know the etymology of the word guinea please do write in um, maybe it's something to do with the country Maybe it's supposed to... Well, that, that's from, what it suggested, yes. Oh, it's bad, guys. <laughs> oh, is it? Okay. I've, I found it. It's bad. It's bad, okay. It's bad news. It, mm. is, it is referring to the African country and people from Italy being darker than white people oh, in America. Oh, that's not good, is it? So, oh, what? Yeah. So, you like, it's like, it'll be like that thing in a... In a... What's the film? What's the film where Christopher Walken shoots that guy in the head for saying that? For oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The, it's uh, true romance. True, ro- true romance. That's Your the one. Part, oh, yeah. Eggplant. That one. Yes. Which and is a, which says is a reference for an Italian slur for well. black people. Yeah, it yeah. is. Yeah. yeah. Um, which is, it, I mean, what what a what a fantastic web of slurs you've got over there. <laughs> there's a lot. There's really is a, a, an a, embarrassment a of riches. pyramid of racism. Yeah. Yeah. That is, that we've this is a great pyramid radio. of racism. Yeah. Um, so. <laughs> <laughs> Join me in the racism pyramid. <laughs> a new game show. <laughs> yeah, it's presented by Rick Edwards. He did not read the contract. Yeah, it's a lot like the Crystal Maze, but at the end, all of the tickets you have to catch have like little gollywogs on them and other other mm-hmm. such things. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's not good, guys. Mm, no, yeah, it's, no. It's, no, it's not. This is a bad this comedy is, road to go down. This is this is a this is a bad riff. <laughs> <laughs> this is this riff is I, I, I wish to dissociate myself from this riff. From this riff. Yeah, I'm gonna, me and Phoebe are going to leave the riff, and Milo, you can just keep going. I do, I do just think the idea of a, of a game show called The Racism Pyramid is very funny. Um, uh-huh. I don't have any more on, to say on the matter than that. Yeah. I do just think it's funny to imagine that existing. Mm. Um, anyway. So I'll just think about it quietly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Let, let's just muse um, on that yeah, using our just, inside voices. <laughs> we are inside. Um, yeah. So, uh, and then uh, Jerry, uh, while trying to get his dead leg out, accidentally knocks over like some paraffin or something. Yeah, why um, is there a jar of? I don't. I don't know what kind of what kind of establishment. Maybe it's Larry like white is, is there, was, um, there was. It was a. Uh, they were doing renovations. Uh, so, so you know, you just put lighter fluid everywhere when you're doing renovations. Yeah, I mean that's how renovation. That's what yeah. a renovation is. You just bur- that's burn. Right, it for insurance down. purposes. <laughs> for yeah. insurance purposes. That is a renovation, yeah, and uh, and then the fire truck doesn't get there in time because Kramer, uh, turns out, is not a natural at, mm. at driving a fire truck. Yeah, and uh, yeah, and the uh, store store burns to the ground, and as Matty correctly pointed out earlier on, it's just it's a really really good way that this like all of the kind of the, the stories the stories collide there because oh, yeah. uh, Peterman is trying to kind of is trying to work out. Um, what she possibly could have meant by saying Bosco, um, and then and then Costanza mm. ends up at her funeral as well, and yeah. there's a guy who's trapped in the building either side. 
Um, well, the, the funeral yeah, is right the next to the right store. Yeah, the funeral's right next to the store. And then there's a guy who's trapped in, who's trapped in the building of, an, of a bank and he needs an ATM card to like free his him. his hand is stuck in the machine Why somehow? is his hand stuck in the machine? That's not clear. Because he got impatient waiting for his I cash. Uh, he, didn't the noise, he, didn't hear the, he didn't hear the noise. He didn't wait for the noise. So they need mm. so they need a ca- they need a cash card mm. to... ATMs do have a defense mechanism, which can like, yeah. a, like a blowfish. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah they no, only no, do this when they're very yeah, stressed, well, yeah. Uh, well, um, the defense mechanism only works going one way, so you can slide your hand it's in barbed. very, very easily. Mm. But getting it back out, you're going to have a job. You got to go all the go way all in. All the way in, and then when you, you got to get your then, entire body into the yeah, slot, and because they're pointing, they're kind of pointing one way, and then they go whoop like that. Yeah, so mm-hmm. it's a yeah. Mm. People yeah, don't people don't realize sense. this when they start, you know, tampering with a uh, with the Never. noble with the noble ATM, Never the fine beast of the field. Mm. <laughs> That's why you should never fuck an ATM. Yeah. Yeah, I mean <laughs> I know it's tempting, I know. Many I know. Many noble dicks have been have been lost mm. to that. Yeah. That's a really good, really good little like, okay, sound you effect there. It's not this <laughs> way to like, like, You both just turn to me in unison like Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And now you'll have you something about fucking have nature. You got, have you got mm-hmm. any thoughts on this, Matty? Uh, so yeah, mm. so the so the, I suppose the idea is that if you put a, a cash card in, it'll like wake that like, check your balance. Wake right. the machine. It'll like wake yeah. the machine up, and yeah. it will release the hand. I think that makes sense. So sure. So he's yelling. You got to give me your bank. Co- you got to give me a secret code. You got to give me a secret code. And everyone's yelling. Give him the code. Give him the code. Give him the code. And and the episode ends with him kind of going ah and. You do, f- and you do find out that he does crack and and give the code over. But they they like to suggest they like to leave it with you whether or not Costanza uh, gives up his secret code. Um, the stinger where they're reading the Peterman catalog, where he is in the catalog, he accuses George of killing his yeah. mother. And that's the, that's the end. Yeah. That's the final end of credit scene. A very funny thing to do via the medium of catalog. There's something very Gilded Age about that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And as far as and as far as we know. Uh, this uh, this accusation levelled at Costanza is in the J. Peterman catalogue for the rest of forever. Releasing a yeah. pamphlet about the knavish Costanza. The knavish Costanza, indeed, <laughs> indeed. I love the adjective knavish. Yeah, I think so we should do bring I. It back. I think, yeah, I, yeah, I'm, I'm with you on that one. Mm. Yeah, let's start. We're let's start saying you're not with me on the racism <laughs> pyramid, but you are with me on bringing back the term knavish. We're just calling people a knave. If you, if you just dropped in a hard general. K. <laughs> Called me a knave. The knave, going old German mm. on you. God, I bet we are going to find out that it, that it means something awful as well. What I don't want to know. I don't want to know. know. Don't spoil it for me. I'm just going to go it's with knaves. Uh, knaves, um, rapscallion. That's not bad. Well, it's from it's from the old English knafa or boy servant. Oh, <laughs> oh, I like that. Okay, yeah, no, we can still, we can still yeah, yeah. or the German knabe, boy or knaba. I don't know, boy. Yeah, knabe, knabe, knabe. Uh, there you go. Yeah, and uh, honest knabe. And they're reading. And they're <laughs> reading the. They're reading the catalogue, and he's named after. He's immortalised. Uh, the uh, like it's like they're called the villain's wallet or something. The knave's wallet. <laughs> yeah, the, na- the, the knave's, knaves wallet. wallet. <laughs> the knave's progress. Um, <laughs> and. Uh, yeah, and he said, "Yeah, he he uh, he he knows the code. He's got the secret code, and he's not going to tell anyone. His name is Costanza. He killed my mother, and that's that's the that's the end. That's the end mm. of the episode. Beautiful. It's a be- mm. it's a beautiful ending. That was a good episode. I like that. Episode. Yeah, because yeah. he doesn't. It's a good one. Because I I love the idea of like 
um, immortalizing someone as a knave in yeah. your catalog and not and not having any interest in hiding any detail, not one single detail. Not even the name. Not even the name. His name is Costanza. He killed my mother. That's right. Yeah. I mean, what he should have done is he should have told a, he should have told a tree. Oh, yeah. but then the tree gets turned into a musical instrument, and then the musical instrument sings the song. Yeah. Hate it when that happens. Hate it when that happens. Does that never happen to you, Matty? Oh, Matty can't hear us anymore. No, it's happened to me very rarely. <laughs> <laughs> but it has happened. I don't, I don't have a yard or happened. anything. It has happened. Yeah, I mean, it's happened. I mean, it's happened a couple times, but not like that many. Like maybe four times, but it's not happening all the time to me. Mm. You know, like I think I, it must be more common occurrence over there. I, but uh, yeah, I think in my life, maybe three, four times. Well, we've got very talented like, trees. I over feel here. like it's something that happens. Like it's more Beautiful likely to trees. happen if you're like a kind of. Some of the like most musical of trees in the world, actually. <laughs> or a medieval king, it's more likely mm. to happen to you that that mm-hmm. you have a secret, and then the the instrument, and then the instrument starts like singing your secret because the person that yeah. knows the secret has, this, has told uh, a tree because there's nothing wrong with telling is, a tree. His name was Kant, I think. He was trying to stop the sea. <laughs> he said, "No, go back." <laughs> Because he didn't believe in climate change, folks. He said, no, no, we're going to stop the sea. We're going to build a wall. We're going to stop the sea coming in. Very smart guy. He had a legendary dog. <laughs> <laughs> it died like a dog, he but a beautiful it, he dog. <laughs> he loves comparing things to dogs. It saved a baby from he, a wolf. It yeah, was it's, a, he, uh, it's dying like a dog or being treated like he, a dog. He said main, that Kirsten yeah. Stewart cheated on Robert Pattinson like a dog. But like dogs like are a very dog. Loyal. Sorry? But dogs are very loyal. Yeah, but also like someone who's like a bit of a dog. They're like... You dirty dog. He's a dirty dog. Yeah, You exactly. dirty yeah. dog. Yeah. Yeah. So I just get that's very excited exactly. whenever that's, I think about Australia. Clifford's brother. That's Clifford's brother, the, the dirty, dirty dog. dog yeah. The fucking dog. The fucking dog. He's very small. Very yeah. small. Clifford the big red dog cunt. <laughs> well, well, there we go. That, 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 that was that was that that was that episode of Seinfeld. That is correct. Um, mm-hmm. it a cracker. Rem- a cracker it, of an episode. It what, what a cracker. What a cracker. A Christmas cracker. Mm-hmm. It remains for us only to thank Matty very much for joining us <laughs> on this odyssey. Matty, uh-huh. is there anything you'd like to plug? Uh, yeah, I've got a book coming out in uh, three months now. Uh, <clears throat> in that, in that soon. Uh, it's called Boys Weekend. You can pre-order it from your local bookstore or mm. go to boysweekend.biz and you'll find... Don't go to .com. No. Um, and you'll find all the links to the various websites you can buy it from otherwise. Mm. Uh, and yeah, that's if you like uh, the show, fr for that book. Yeah, don't, yeah, don't go there. Uh, if you, that's the racism pyramid. Um, but if you, if you like the show Seinfeld, you'll love Boys Weekend because I'm also Jewish. <laughs> if you're watching Seinfeld for the Jews, which we know you are, mm-hmm. we know you yeah. are. You know you're trying to get a location it's on us weird. and see it's what kinda, our habits are weird like. That you're doing that. It's weird that you're doing it's weird it. That you're doing but, it. But. If you want to toss some money my way to see what I'm up yeah. to. For, no, further, I watch, for further research. I watched so much Seinfeld <laughs> that they actually told me I'm an honorary Jew. Oh, fuck's sake. 
<laughs> the thing is, is that, you know, that makes, that, that makes that. it sound like you actually are saying that because yeah. the listeners have no way of knowing what a multi-layered structure of private jokes and references that actually is. <laughs> <laughs> but just to be clear, listener, Milo doesn't really think that. No, no, absolutely yeah, well, not. Well, Phoebe's uh, refusing Milo the first time out of the three That's times right. yeah, 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 yeah. an honorary gym. I'm, I'm focused on <laughs> becoming uh, honorary Amish. Mm-hmm. So I'm trying to minimize the number of electrical devices around my home. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm doing stuff mm-hmm. like building small barns, mm-hmm. just in the hope yeah. that an Amish person notices me and goes, "Hey, you're all right. You can say the Aisler, you know." Yeah, I mean, you're you're working. I mean, you're you're coming. You're you're trying to you're working a pill to become Amish because what they mm. call the non non Amish are English. Ah. So you're already pretty fucked. That's pretty yeah. funny. Becoming English because they're German, you know. Mm. The Pennsylvania Dutch are yeah. is Deutsche. Yeah, Deutsche, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, but they they call everybody who is not in their community like their their word for the goyim is English. That's rude. That's very mm. f- at least according to popular media and jokes about the Amish. I might be wrong. Mm. Funny, if you're Amish don't write in. You, you are can't. Amish, yeah. young man. No, they can write in, but only on parchment. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. They're having yeah, the, this podcast is being read out to them by a traveling bard. That's right. That is correct. And and Which then where was the body found? To your house. <laughs> the idea of a traveling bard reading out one of those like gory murder podcasts is funny. Yeah, that is funny. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Did you funny. Joe Rogan experience? <laughs> <laughs> and then he said, Jamie, pull that up for me, for I wish to see this ship. <laughs> anyway, if you're listening to this, thank you for listening. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we cheers. have a Patreon. <laughs> you can subscribe to it. It's $3 a month for the basic bonus episodes. It's $5 a month for Movie Corner and the Discord. It's $10 a month for the What's the Deal miniseries. And the deal is uh, you get Joe Rogan read out to you by Traveling Bard. Um, (laughs) (laughs) We will see you all next week. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.